Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, welcome back to Northwest Prime. Did you know that November is Diabetes Awareness Month? Did you also know that 1 in 11 Americans are living with diabetes? Chances are you or someone you know has diabetes. And I want to welcome back to the show today, Deepa Thomas. And Deepa, she she was on the show a few months ago. We talked about this wonderful cookbook that she has out called Deepa's Secrets. But her life was dramatically affected and changed by her husband being diagnosed with diabetes. And we're going to talk about that today. It led to her writing this best-selling cookbook, Deepa's Secrets. And she really has a wonderful insight into healthy eating, uh, how you have the power to heal your life. Uh, We talked last time about an ancient Chinese proverb, when the diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. And when the diet is good, medicine is of no need. And we're going to talk about that. She's one of my most favorite people, and you're going to love her too. So welcome back, Deepa. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Lori. It's such a pleasure to be back on Um, I so enjoyed our last conversation, and I'm looking forward to this one. Well, you know, we just ran out of time last time, and it just worked out that this – we led into diabetes last time, and then November was Diabetes Awareness Month. I thought there's no better time to have you back because you had this wonderful insight, which – Maybe you didn't start out with along your journey in life, but boy, you really, when your husband was diagnosed, I want you to talk about that, how it's led you really to a whole, not only change in life with someone living with diabetes, but really your trajectory as, as a writer and as an author and as a mother and, and, and as a, a public figure on where, where you were, your, your path was, was going to change and go. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting. We can start with exactly what you said, how trajectories change in life and the universe decides you are needed somewhere other than you are. And I had been running my own design company uh, for 22 years and hardly able to focus on anyone's health, even mine. I barely got food on the table at the end of the day for my boys, and if there was food on the table, I called it a win. Uh, (laughs) Nutrition was not something I was focused on, I'm ashamed to say, but it all led to um, the awareness that if we are unconscious about how important it is uh, to know how the food we eat impacts our health, Uh, both for the positive and sadly for the negative. If we are not conscious about nutrition, then you uh, will find yourself in the same place that my husband and I found ourselves, which is um, early on the symptoms of type 2 diabetes were not obvious. He I like to tease um, my husband when I said yes to marrying a man I knew for two hours. That's another story, but it's in the book. 
Um, I did so because he looked like Omar Sharif. He still does. And I thought, hmm, how bad can this be? But <laughs> I certainly didn't think there was an illness brewing within his genetic makeup. His family was very diabetic, uh, most everyone, father, mother, many siblings, type 2 diabetes. We still didn't pay attention because he looked so fit. He was not overweight uh, uh, for most of his adult life. And so we ignored uh, the symptoms that included, you know, sometimes night sweats or um, he had a difficulty with, uh, he was thirsty very often, uh, just very, very uh, um, sort of not uh, in-your-face symptoms, but we thought those symptoms were just uh, byproducts of the stress as both of us were entrepreneurs running our own companies. Um, so we sort of ignored it, and that's the wrong thing to do. We even ignored the absolute recommendation I have for anyone with even a suspicion they may have this illness or any illness to have routine physicals, which we did not. And by the time Tampi did his uh, physical and a routine blood test showed that his blood sugar levels were elevated, and then they tried to control it with uh, medication, which is the first line, um, but they didn't give him any dietary advice. So that's where I think people can take charge of their own health. Um, and as you were pointing out, Laurie, earlier, and I'd like to, with your permission, make the correction that I want to take the credit for Ayurveda, which is the science of plant-based medicine that was in India 3,000 years ago. And uh, it demonstrated, Ayurveda demonstrated then and now, that when diet is right, medicine is of no need, and when diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. And so it is really important that we understand that inflammation of the gut is the root cause of all illness, not some illness. And I'd love to be able to chat a little more about that. Oh, absolutely. Was he aware at all that there was diabetes in his family? Was it in the back of his mind ever that, or, or when he was diagnosed with it, did that open up? his family being tested or, or how, how did that look as to it having a, a genetic compound uh, to this? That's a great question. And as I was listening to your question, something popped in my mind that perhaps one of the symptoms of diabetes could be denial. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting how even with a family history of diabetes, Stampy would say, oh, no, 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 I don't have diabetes, you know, and I was not a medical doctor, so, of course, I took it for granted that he knew his body, but he denied what was in his face, and I, now looking back, even his mother, uh, you know, she passed away, unfortunately, at 62, um, but she lived in a world of denial, even at the very end, struggling with her health, um, she had to have that bowl of ice cream because she just had to have it. And I think diabetes is a terrible illness from that standpoint. It gives you cravings for sugar, exactly the poison. 
that your body should be avoiding. So, you know, if you find yourself craving sweet things or craving simple carbohydrates, that could be a tip-off. Looking back, definitely Tapi was um, enjoying his rice and his um, pastas and his beer and whatever else he felt like, even ice cream, um, to soothe the stresses of his work life, which were pretty high. Um, And so, you know, I I would say yes. If you find yourself denying it is a possibility, (laughs) the the opposite could be true. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and 62, going back to his mother passing at 62, you know, that's that's really a young age. And a lot of times when you're in your 20s and 30s, it doesn't seem like a young age. But when you start getting to your 40s and 50s, and for sure your 60s, it seems like a very short amount of time. There's still so much life to be led. How, how do you now make your own children? Because you have two sons, so they yes. have to be aware that they might be predisposed to diabetes yes. as well. Yes. And thankfully they are. I think this whole journey of writing this book over five years, watching the results of their parents getting probably the, the fittest we've been ever, um, so exercise is very much part of our family's life. Our older son, who is a lawyer for Google, um, is a surfer. And, of course, that's probably the best kind of exercise if you can survive the sharks, I say lightly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and so is our younger son, who's about, he, his wife is about to have a baby, our first grandkid. I cannot tell you how excited I am. And oh, yes, congratulations. Thank you. Any minute. So if you hear the line going dead, it's because I got a message. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. And um, I would completely want you to do that. So, yes, go to <laughs> that, you. run to that grandbaby. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so sorry, go ahead. Very, very, very aware of uh, the path that uh, their father took, and they watched their uncles and aunts and their grandparents struggling with it. So I think they had the advantage of um, knowledge. Uh, You can Google anything these days and find out what is the glycemic index, what is a glycemic load. I do describe in very layman's language what glycemic index and glycemic load is. Happy to go over that now, but I'm sure your listeners are very well educated as to how to gauge the content of what you eat. Um, It's not just the fact that you have a bowl of ice cream, but was it one bite or was it three bowls? You know, it defines whether the glycemic index is just simply how quickly a food turns to sugar and all foods turn to sugar. And glycemic load is how much of that food you're actually eating. So our kids have become very aware uh, of this, and they are both on not rigid, strict diets, but they avoid refined carbohydrates wherever possible. Uh, And if they should have a meal of, say, pasta or pizza or something, uh, then they make sure that they mix it up with a healthy dose of exercise, which definitely helps immediately. So when your husband, so he, he, he goes in to the doctor and then he gets diagnosed, do they just put him on the medicine to initially start? 
or did he yes. have insulin and medicine? Okay, so just it's, medicine so to start. In, yes, initially they just said, uh, let's get you on glucophage, something like that, and see if we can control the blood sugar. And what I want to reiterate is hopefully everyone listening has uh, a, a better opportunity now to immediately discuss um, what, how diet affects diabetes. Um, and in his case, my husband's case, there was no discussion on nutrition and diet. Um, and I think we could have avoided how he then transitioned into insulin shots because he continued eating what he was eating. And so, of course, the pills were not going to control it. And so the next step is um, insulin shots. And insulin shots have a terrible effect on your hunger. It makes you more hungry. And without knowledge and wisdom as to how nutrition matters, you continue to get hungry. And when you're hungry, you're grumpy. And when you're grumpy, you want to eat all the wrong things. Call it comfort food. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. We are all addicted to sugar, um, just the way modern food is. And it actually takes 10 days of getting off all forms of sugar. That includes bread. Uh, which the starch converts to sugar very quickly, uh, rice, potato, um, of course the obvious sweets and desserts, for 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, if you can do that for yourself as a great gift to yourself, at the end of 10 days, you'll find you have no craving for sugar. So sugar addiction, now there's scientific proof that the addiction to sugars is in the same area of the brain that causes drug addictions. I completely can believe that because, I mean, we chalk it up to, oh, I have a sweet tooth or, or you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. But really, it, it is you, you have a physical reaction towards craving it or wanting it or being shortly satisfied after having it. Um, but then you just want it again. So I actually can relate to people who have um, – drug use really because sugar acts I, I believe in, in that part of the brain that also uh, addicts have a, a response when they are using drugs sugar reacts in that same part of the brain um, That's right. is, is, is that same way so where then did you decide because the doctor wasn't saying anything about um, diet so where did you think, huh, I can take control of this for him and I can maybe start playing around with his diet? And it's a two-part question. And how how did he react to that? Was, was he a reluctant guinea pig or was he uh, open-minded to diet change? Uh. Well, okay, let me go to the first part of your question, which is how did I even enter the arena of nutrition and culinary arts when I had spent my entire career in design? And um, so, as I said, 22 years into this career, my parents in India were getting quite ill, and I was running to India uh, flying to India every three months to help my sister manage that. And then I made a decision that even though my business was at the height of its success, 
uh, we were doing over $10 million a year and across the United States with production in six countries. Uh, but I had only two parents, and, uh, and the business was not going to allow me to focus on them. And so I made a decision to sell off the company and, um, and sell the IP, the intellectual property we owned on the textile designs. That's a different story. But and then I moved forward to how, in the end, I lost both my parents uh, in that space of five years. And I, I, I was feeling quite lost. Um, in terms of identity and what should I do now? Where you know where should I apply my talents? And then we had simultaneously moved from um, where I'm sitting right now in the Palo Alto area near Stanford to where we are living, which is San Francisco. We moved to San Francisco to be nearer both of our sons who live there, and a new general physician. And, of course, I Googled the new general physician, Dr. Barron, who's the associate dean of UCSF. And lo and behold, it said he was a leading expert in weight loss and blood sugar control. So I thought, oh, I'll just chat him up on that, (laughs) casual like that. And one thing led to another, and he recommended that I study the glycemic index. He even recommended simple reading that included the South Beach diet, where the doctor who wrote that really does a good job of describing the glycemic index. So I spent my days researching this, and my friends know I don't have a dimmer switch. It's on or it's off, and so it was on. I wanted to get healthy. I wanted to get my husband healthy, Um, and in that process of learning precisely what my husband was eating was actually killing him. Um, now, the second part of your question, do you ask your husband to become a willing participant in removing his favorite foods? Hell no, pardon my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so like a good wife, I tricked him into it, which is I decided, okay, if I'm going to take an ingredient out, I'm going to bump up the flavor which is exactly what all my recipes are about. So when you look at a complex grain like um, uh, farro or a heritage barley that I have recipes for, I cook them in the same way I might have basmati rice. Now, the rice, unfortunately, is poison for tampi and any type 2 diabetic. But when it's a complex grain with many layers of flavor, toppings of caramelized shallots and nuts, you're not going to miss the rice. So that was the trick I applied uh, at first was, okay, I know what foods are destroying his health. So if I leave those off, my rule is you can't take an ingredient out without bumping up flavor. So these were flavorful, no-suffering dishes. I just don't believe in suffering. I don't believe in the word, oh, you can discipline yourself into good good health. You've got to have motivation for good health. So to just wrap up before I talk about what motivation can do, um, yes, by the fifth day of my husband not even knowing I wasn't giving him his favorite rice, um, he didn't even know I'd switched out a barley or a you know, a beautiful vegetable dish and some meat dish or a fish that he just slurped up at the end of the day. 
um, his blood sugar was normal, and I talk about it in the book. It was an accident. He forgot to take his uh, um, he monitor, his blood sugar every day. He did that. He forgot to do it that day. And it's, as I often say, grounds for panic in the Thomas family when he forgets to measure his blood sugar. It used to be. His blood sugar was normal, and we immediately thought the monitor was broken. So we dashed off and got a new monitor from Walgreens or wherever we went, and it remained normal on this new diet I was giving him. And the new diet is the same kind of food I would cook for uh, a, a party, or you know, I can tell you I've cooked it for the former Chief Justice of California and a Michelin star chef, and I'm about to cook it for two anchor people from CBS who are coming to the house tomorrow. So it's nothing to do with suffering. Furthermore, as an artist, I believe you eat with your eyes first. And so even if you're just cooking for yourself, make it pretty because you're likely to enjoy it more. And uh, this leads me into motivation, which is people who are struggling with overeating or uh, eating the wrong stuff we call comfort foods, um, generally are trying to find a solution for the H-O-L-E's in the spirit. Uh, I can speak to this in the first person. The years I found myself just, you know, eating a bag of something because I just felt like it because I had a rough day. Um, well, actually, it was important to look at the rough day and see why I was responding to the incoming the way I did. And it took me years to figure out that um, filling the holes in my spirit could never be done with food. And that's what I write about in the book as well. In fact, I think it's uh, Chapter 12 on my friend Susan Dreyfus who is a member of the New York Times family, and she and I served on Rhode Island School of Design's board together. But she encouraged me to write the stories of my life, not just the recipes. And it's in honor of her that in her chapter, I talk about the no-carb comfort foods. And if you like, I can read a few pointers from there. Sure, absolutely. So I suggest uh, for your listeners to even think about Make something more beautiful, a plate, a table, your nightstand, light candles in the bedroom, in the window at dawn, at the dinner table, in the bath, linger after a meal, in a car, in bed, 60 seconds or 60 minutes of gratitude. Forget a journal, it's okay to be grateful for the same things over and over again. Find nature, go for a small or great distance. Uh, to find your place in the universe, really listen to music, yours and a best friend's. Express yourself, I paint, uh, portraits of people I love. And it goes on to renew an old, when it's more than a year, connection. Uh, give a knick-knack away, plan a family vacation, grieve, remember the 10 best smiles you ever earned, Slip into bed early, walk everywhere, write a letter, look at old photographs, stretch from head to toe. Um, and, and you can read this if you're listening for yourself and add to it. But honestly, taking the time to be conscious of how precious life is 
that this is not dress rehearsal and that disease does start with unconscious, um, usually unconscious eating that causes inflammation and eating foods that are overly refined is a sure-fired way to create inflammation. And inflammation in the gut leads to disease, all disease. And what does disease do? Take you to the doctor and more medication. So I want to give your listeners an example of the fact that 90% of our serotonin is produced in the gut, only 10% in the brain. So say we get depressed. And by the way, type 2 diabetes also causes depression. Um, so you're depressed, you go to your uh, doctor and they say, okay, well, let's try this antidepressant, which is fine, I suppose, but it only titrates the 10% of serotonin in your brain while likely killing off the good flora in your gut that produces the 90%. This is what Western medicine can do. I mean, am I suggesting you should go off medicine? No. But I am suggesting that your first line of defense is the foods you eat and mindfulness, consciousness, addressing the holes that we want to push away in denial just to get through what do we call it? Survival. Um, but stress is a killer. And uh, unaddressed stress most definitely will cause illness and perhaps even worse. Does that make sense? It really does, and I think that that's why and one reason for sure that your cookbook, Deepest Secrets, has been it's so special and been so successful because you do have these stories of your life woven throughout the book. And, and, and the reason that you had named it Deepest Secrets is because it was a secret that you were making these subtle changes to your family's dinner and suppers and lunches and and they didn't even know it and they were loving it and now restaurant owners have had your food and love it you talk about the michelin star chef i mean there's no bigger critic than someone like that you know who knows food (laughs) it's such a beautiful beautiful book um it's very flavor-based and who doesn't love Indian food? Everybody loves Indian food, but there's a there's a healthy way, and I think that, that was a big surprise that I had talked about the last time we talked was you you were or we were always thinking that Indian food was already healthy, and we just uh, kind of associated type two diabetes as a Western culture, an American thing, and then we found out. I found out by talking with you last time that in India they're having an explosion of of diabetes, and we were already thinking here as a Western culture, oh, if we got to Indian food, we're eating healthy, when in fact um, they were kind of incorporating Western ways of eating into their recipes as well. And there's a way to do it even for people in India now who are seeing what we're seeing here in America to eat healthy and not miss anything. And that was, was the secret. And so when you know that about the, the book and its title, uh, it adds just another layer, not only of flavor to the book, but uh, of, of insight as well. It does, and and Laurie, uh, I'm I'm told that there are about three million adult Indians in America alone, and fifty five zero 
percent are diabetic. So for your listeners, just a simple example, and I think uh, Michael Pollan says it best, our grandmothers wouldn't recognize the foods we eat because what we've done to, say, flour, just simple flour to make it shelf-stable, we have refined it to a level it has no nutritional value and furthermore causes inflammation. So it is really, the culprit is what we have done to our food ingredients to make it stable for supermarket shelves and for warehouses. So that's the problem. So if you can get close to the earth, if you're living anywhere where you can have organic foods, close to the earth means, you know, not refined. The oils you use, make sure they're unrefined. Look for the label. Be an ingredient reader. Uh, all uh, foods now today require somebody to print the ingredients. And when you start to see corn syrup, corn starch, sugar, stop. Don't use it. These are the things that cause inflammation. So with that, I want to also, um, with your permission, share the fact that Thank you so much, Laurie, for the nice things you're saying about my book. And yes, it's blowing my mind that we've sold 10,000 in in less than three months. Um, And all of my royalty is going to a nonprofit. So I can, I like to say, shamelessly promote it because I discovered that one out of five American kids is going to bed hungry in our beautiful country. This is not okay. So my good friend and hero, Kurt Ellis, the CEO, of Food Corps, it's a nonprofit that connects our school kids to healthy food. Kurt Ellis has written my foreword to Deeper Secrets. If you read nothing, read the foreword. It is so eye-opening, and every time you give this book away to a friend and with the holiday season, you're uh, sure that all of my royalty goes to Food Corps. So I just, sorry to plug that, but I had to, on behalf of all the kids who should never have to go to bed hungry in any country, most of all ours, where we throw away 40% of the food we grow. It doesn't make sense. No, I, I had absolutely wanted you to plug that. And I wanted to, <clears throat> excuse me, i uh getting a little bit of a cold evidently, but um, I'm so sorry. I, I, I wanted you to talk about how people can follow up with you on this conversation after this show is over <clears throat> because Absolutely. you can be heard at uh, all kinds of different other avenues as well. Yes, indeed. And I've been very, very fortunate and blessed to be invited by uh, a lot of corporations that um, I have to give so much thanks to the Bon Appetit Management Company that that organizes and runs the restaurants in places like Twitter and and where I am today, SAP and all kinds of technology companies that um, that the chefs cook from my book. I speak for about 45 minutes or so, and then um, and then they buy 60 plus books every single time for their employees, and then the employees give them as gifts and etc. So we're really spreading the word uh, on how this book will benefit not just the reader but uh, food core as well. So I am blessed. I I can be, you know, you can reach me on social media uh, or you can find my website. It's just uh, deepersecrets.com and you can reach me that way. Um, 
and and really I, I invite conversation. Um, let's learn this together. The beauty of not being a doctor is that I enjoy what I have learned from so many listeners who've called in on radio shows or written to me on um, Facebook or uh, you know liked one of the postings I do on Instagram. So any which way that you want to stay connected, we are in this together. Good health is something that affects all of us uh, and definitely the bottom line of our country um, as we stay healthy versus the costs that are spiraling on on healthcare costs. Absolutely. The book is called Deepest Secrets. It's available on Amazon. It's available wherever books are sold, Barnes & Noble. You can get it on our website. Book and- Passage. <laughs> book passage exactly and it's it opens up a very wonderful dialogue <clears throat> and i'm always happy to talk about it with you because you're such a wonderful guest and you're so insightful and the stories can continue when you have her book and and follow her on social media um just a wonderful wonderful person always always happy to have you on deep i really appreciate it and i'm there's no better way for us to kick off November and Diabetes Awareness Month. I'm so happy that you were able to come back on and we could have this conversation again. It, it was a, a, a fantastic treat for me and I know for our listeners. Oh, thank you, Laurie. It's a, the treat is mine because you are an inspired spirit shining a light on such important subjects. I've been on 25 radio shows. Yours is up there as a f- top favorite because of oh, who you are. You. And so I appreciate and I'm deeply grateful for this chance and any chance. I hope we continue. You and I, I, I want to stay in touch and uh, see what happens as we journey through life. Absolutely. That, that sounds wonderful. Go out, get the book, join us on this journey, and we're going to come right back and we're going to talk about diabetes and where you could go to the Diabetes Foundation uh, with maybe a list of questions to ask your doctor, and we'll be back in just a second. <laughs>
Baby, baby. 